All Things in the Name of Love, with your host, Dr. Erica Riesberg. Music performed and written by Megan Moreau. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it, yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go. All Things in the Name of Love, Season 3, Episode 9, Sacred Union with Michelle Christine. Oh. Yep, we're live. Um, today, oh my gosh, today I am welcoming Michelle Christine, who is an amazing being of light that I had the opportunity to meet a couple weeks ago, or I guess a month ago. I don't even know when, but it feels like forever, because we're just divine soul sisters, and we're giddy about having this uh, podcast. But before we start, I'm going to introduce her. Michelle Christine is the birther and keeper of Sacred Rose Temple, the Magdalene path of sacred love. She helps deeply spiritual women truly heal from rape consciousness, sexual trauma, and abuse so that they can feel safe to embody their whole divine feminine essence and embrace intimacy through sacred love, sacred relationships, and sacred sexuality. This has been her journey, which has been strongly guided by Mary Magdalene, Mother Mary, and Isis. It is an initiatory pathway that is immaculately held by the Divine Mother's love, compassion, grace, wisdom, and truth. It is a path that humbly prepares us to become anchors of the Divine Feminine Christ light here on Earth. Oh, <laughs> The first time I read it, I was like, oh my gosh, no, I'm not done yet, but like, that's just like so divine. Uh, to prepare her way for the work she offers, she has studied and graduated from the Tantric Institute of Integrated Sexuality with certifications in sex, love, and relationship coasting, coaching, tantric sexuality, female sexuality, and jade egg. She is also a certified trauma resolution guide. In addition to her training, she is an initiated priestess of Avalon through Awakening Avalon and has dedicated her life to the path of the sacred feminine. She is a channel for the angelic realm and the divine mother. Through being an initiated member of the Order of the Blue Rose, she is devoted to the way, a path of love through the awakening of our sacred heart taught by Mary Magdalene and Yeshua. Sacred Rose Temple is built on the foundation of all these beautiful and sacred teachings as they come together to create a unique expression of healing, integration, wholeness, and holiness. Michelle met her beloved Dennis Michael in 2019 and is in sacred partnership with him, and this continues to unfold in miraculous and beautiful ways. She is the mother of a 16-year-old son, Billy, who holds the Christ light effortlessly, which is so amazing, and humbly as he continues to mature on his path of Christ. She also loves animals and has a beloved soul, soulmate puppy, sweetie, and two sweet kitties. Oh my God, Michelle, I love all of that so much. Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you. Me too. 
Me too, honey. Oh, the first question that's coming in is what guided you into this path? Oh, goodness. Yes, it's been quite a quite a journey. And um, let me see where the origin I want to connect with is definitely um, Shasta. When I visited Mount Shasta for the first time, I always had a calling there. And um, I went on a retreat with the Sophia Code and I went up onto the mountain and I just as soon as I saw, saw her, I was like, I want to do everything on this mountain. Like, I just want to do it all here and never leave. I understand. <laughs> so I stood up on the mountain and I just set this intention of like, I want to live as a soul in a human body that is open, awakened and surrendered. And it's like, I spoke those words and all of a sudden, I just felt like, oh, my goodness, I, I don't know what I just said in motion, but something, mm -hmm. <laughs> I just said something yeah. in motion. And at the time, I was like, kind of, I, I feel like it was like a bit of a dark night. I was a registered dietitian. Everything there kind of fell apart. I started studying sexual, sacred sexuality because I did always feel called to that. Um, but the deeper layer of it was that after I set that intention, I received mm, just this, you know, I don't know if I'd call it a download or just like this deep intuitive sense of my purpose here. And it was really to help the feminine heal from like, like my guys actually use the word rape. And to really, you know, feel safe enough to embody these, our feminine essence, like our true feminine essence, like these qualities of softness and gentleness and love and compassion and wisdom and strength and um, all these beautiful, beautiful things that a lot of us in a feminine body have really armored up against. Mm -hmm. And so I received that message, but then the other part of it was, but first you have to heal yourself. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> wonderful, of course. Yeah. So I came home and as soon as I got home from that trip, I had repressed memories of um, sexual trauma as a child surface. And it like literally, um, took me into such a dark night that lasted for three years oh, and wow. like on my knees. And I just, it was like, I was feeling like the pain of all the women that this ever happened to. Wow. And, you know, at first my intention was like, okay, I'm going to like create this pathway to get through this for other people. And then it was like, you know what? No, I got to focus on, on me and really healing this in me because I know it can be healed. Like, I, I just, you know, I feel like a lot of people who suffer from sexual abuse and trauma, you know, like, I don't know if they really know it can be healed, yeah. but it can be. And so I was like, I'm going to heal this. Like, like no one, you know, I just, I just, it was so humbling though. And I found like, 
this amazing therapist who I just love and adore so much who has helped me and then combined with like the teachings that I brought in and I just for I was just in it like mm. feeling and feeling everything and recalling like bringing all these lost parts of myself back and with every part I brought back it was like there was a new um like emergence within me of you know because I feel a lot of times that like we don't know how how um how much of our soul we can embody until we start bringing those parts back and like with every part it's like oh my gosh i have more energy oh my gosh i can i never could have saw that before and now i can see this it's like things just open up and open up and open up and ground in and deepen and so um yeah, so that's, that's how this started. That's beautiful. Thank you. Because like, cause yeah. it's something that, I mean, in our society, we are not taught to celebrate the feminine. It's so repressed. And, mm-hmm. and so to, to be present for that deep level of healing and, and almost like, to me, when you were describing it, it almost felt like a quest. That's what it was. It felt like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get, I know I can do this. How? I don't care how deep I have to go. I'm going to do it. And that, that pathway that you created is so powerful because so many people don't know that they can heal. Yeah. Yeah, that's just like my heart when you say that. Because I think what happens then is we repeat this pattern in our relationships, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of us can see it. Like for me, you know, I was, I would attract like abusive people and I'd be like, but I'm so like, you know, why is this happening? Yeah. And then when things started to click in, I actually, for those three years, I mean, I just decided like, no dating. I'm going to be celibate. Like I just need all of my energy to reclaim my sovereignty Mm. here. Mm -hmm. And also not repeat the patterns, you know, I see so many like very evolved spiritual beings, right? Like we know the pattern, and still like, it's still like kind of showing up, maybe subtly, maybe obviously, um, but really like getting to the root of that healing so we can express ourselves in this, for like those of us who, who do embody like a feminine body and our more feminine essence, like to express that and feel safe to be that. Mm-hmm. in this world because I feel like until now I mean it's still n- not always super safe but yeah. I feel like at this point it is becoming safer for us to be to hold these frequencies here and it's what the world I mean this is what the world needs these energies of compassion love forgiveness wisdom um softness like anchored in the human body so we can anchor them on earth and restore the balance. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I've done as I've been on my journey 
is as I'm peeling off layers, because that's what it feels like to me. I was like, okay, here's another layer. Oh, look, there's a deeper wound because I got, you know, and that's okay. But like, as I'm doing that, I'm feeling more play and more innocence come in. I love that. And it's so much, because that's, that's the essence. Like, I'm going to dive into what I'm perceiving as, as the Christ light and the Christ consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's like, how can we be adults and still experience wonder? Yes. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's play, that's innocence. What does it take for me to be safe enough to feel innocent? And so I have to go within, if I'm feeling that fear, if I'm feeling like, oh, I can't, what is it within me that's showing up for me that's saying that I'm not safe? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that so much because that innocence, right? Like that is who we truly are. We are born innocent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's something about that reclaiming of innocence, especially in sexuality, that is so healing. Mm. And that playfulness in sexuality is so healing. Yeah. Yeah. There's all that programming that we have of what sex is supposed to be, it's like so, so different from the energy I'm feeling about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I love that. Because yeah. it's emerging from your true essence. Yeah. yeah. So beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so I, I think you told me the practice of, um, of yoni bathing. Mm. So there. And because um, my listeners know that I'm just out there. <laughs> and what I felt was this beautiful divine energy of the sun, um, for lack of a better word, because it's coming in, is penetrating. Mm-hmm. Yes. It activated something within me that I've never felt before, and it wasn't sexual. Mm. It was this divine energy connection going up and down and through and around and within me that was just so pure. Mm-hmm. And it shifted my understanding of what my yoni really is. Yeah. It's like, that's so amazing that we've been so far removed from that creation energy mm -hmm. that we don't even really understand how powerful it is. It is so powerful. It is so powerful. And I love that innocence of yoni bathing in the sun, right? Yeah. And then just that, oh my goodness, like the sun is penetrating me. Mm -hmm. uh, and that warmth and that light, right? Like we're yeah. receiving the light in our yoni. Yeah. And it's so, it's like, that's gorgeous. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And having the innocence to lay out there naked, like that that by itself is like such an innocent thing. 
Yes. And it's so healing to be in nature naked, to have our body on the grass, like to receive the sun on our bodies. Yeah. And we're, you know, it's like we're told we have to just be all covered up and, you know, or it means something else, right? Like if, like, if we're not covered, it means, you know, but we can be naked and be innocent, Mm -hmm. like the most innocent. Yeah. I mean, something that I, I do with um, the women I work with is helping them reclaim the different stages of sexuality. Mm. We're born as sexual beings, right? Like it's, we've been taught that it's original sin, but it's actually, I like to think of it as it's original blessing that we are born. We are, we literally are creators, we can create life. So amazing. And the, since, you know, for most of us, it's kind of like our sexuality is just repressed. And then we get to be a teenager and we feel the hormones and all that kind of stuff. And we still don't really know what to do with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And like going back and reclaiming these stages, like the first stage is innocence. And it can be so simple as just, like looking at your body, like you're looking at her for the first time, just with wonder and curiosity of, oh my goodness, like how does it feel to touch myself like this? Or, yeah. And then the second stage is playfulness. So I feel like you are reclaiming these stages as you go, just completely organically. (laughs) Yeah, it so is because as as I'm innocent, I can play. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It like leads into playfulness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's super fun because like I'm seeing this, this curious being of me, like I'll, I'll, I'll give an example. So I was, I drove up the mountain on Sunday cause I hadn't been there in a couple of weeks and I'm driving up and I'm just like present with the cedars and the pines and the rose. I'm just being so fully present with that. About a mile ahead, I see this big lumbering thing, about 70 pounds, just trundle across the road. As I get closer, I realize it's a bear. Oh, my goodness. That, I was like, oh, it's a bear. Oh, my God, it's a bear. I get to see a bear. And that's what my five-year-old, I was like so giddy. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I can see a bear. Oh, my gosh. And it was a cub because like 70 pounds isn't that big. But yeah. Probably like, it, I don't even know how fast I grow, but it was like clearly not, a, it was probably a yearling or something like that. But just like, and I'm looking for the mom because, you know, I don't know if she's in front or behind, but just watching that beautiful being of light cross in front of me and me experiencing the joy. Mm-hmm. And there was a car that was coming down the hill and he stopped and he rolled down his window. What was that? I said, it was a bear. He's like, what? I was camping. I'm like, no, but it was a bear. <laughs> and he was carrying the adult fear and I was carrying the wonder mm. and so like the wonder like I don't I mean I was in a car I don't know what it would have been like if I was out on the road but like but like just that state of being of like wow yeah wow, what a gift and like that's what I want to cultivate is that 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 presence is so full of look at that. 
I love that so much because a lot of times, especially when they're on the spiritual journey, right? Sometimes we think we have to like go up, up here to see all this wonder. But I feel like it's really down and in when you can be so present to see the beauty and wonder of creation all around you, like in the bear cup. Like, oh my goodness, like you came here as a bear. Like, I'm a person. <laughs> nice to meet you here <laughs> on this mountain. I know. So amazing. Like the beauty of our earth. Oh my goodness. And when you see it through the eyes of innocence, even, right, like the creation of people, right? Like when we look at that through innocent eyes of how people are creating or created, right? In love, like these two polarities are brought together in love. Oh my goodness fit together perfectly, experience like pleasure and it's just exchange of light and information and create another human being that the female bodied person grows in her body and then it is born just at the right time. Like that through the eyes of innocence is miraculous. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's so beautiful. And the way that I don't know, there's something really magical about the gentleness that comes. Like I've been cultivating gentleness. Mm. I grew up in Connecticut, and that is not a that is not a vibration that was prevalent in Connecticut. (laughs) But I feel feel the gentleness in you so much. It's it's been cultivated. I actively cultivate it and I catch myself when I feel myself going into my old behavior of, okay, I got to do this. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's an old pattern. Don't need to rush into anything. And because I'm conscious of it, I feel the shifts more because everything in my being is like, please just be gentle. Please be gentle. I don't really want any, like any loudness. I don't want any like all of that programming of the masculine that we've had in our society just doesn't resonate in me anymore. Like sacred masculine, yeah, but like the programming of what we live in right now, it just doesn't doesn't work. Yeah. It's interesting though, because I feel like what truly heals that wounded masculine energy is the embodied sacred feminine. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've seen that in my own life with different people in my life, you know, of, like you said, like I'm cultivating gentleness and then you, you are gentle, like you become gentle, Mm -hmm. right? Huh. And this world has become so hardened that when you see a gentle person, Oh my goodness. Like you feel it, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've noticed. So one of the practices I brought in is um, I've read it three times and I finally been able to implement it is um, the queen's code by Alison Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's among the many things it does. Cause it's, it's, it's a manual. It's amazing. Um, 
it shares how men think relative to how women think, and then shares words that help them embody their light more. Mm-hmm. And so I've done that with movers. I've done that with car mechanics. I've done, and it's, it's, I'm not, it's not a manipulation. I just No, it's not. Yeah. It's like really understanding how men understand things. And so I'm just changing my language to make sure that I'm heard clearly. And it's amazing mm-hmm. how they want to respond. But they need us to lead. Yeah, it's so interesting because it's like the the feminine penetrates the world with her heart, right? So it's like we bring this love, compassion, gentleness to the masculine. They receive with their heart. And you can see that just through really, because this is so important to note, right? Like the polarities are not in opposition with each other. Mm-mm. They're not. They're meant to create together. And like the biggest wound I feel like that has happened in humanity is the separation of masculine and feminine and becoming in opposition with each other. And as we're healing it, it's, it's like that's so beautiful, like that we take the time to understand how the other works mm-hmm. and that we're equal, like logic and intuition are equal right and to learn how to how to love the logic you know in our you know in our partner in the masculine you know a lot of the women that I see will be like he's just so logical like and I'm like well can you love that logic right that direction that oh like when you're in that cycle, it's like the feminine, it's like we run on devotion, mm. which is like a real heart energy, right? Like, and then, oh my goodness, like they just, oh, when we're in that devotional space and it's not, it can't come from emptiness. So it's really important to hear that. Like as a woman, like it comes from a place of, of fullness, it pours out of our heart and then it's like, and then we, we, we can give that to our beloved or yeah. Yeah. To understand how that cycle, you know, flows a bit better. Mm. Yeah. And, and the love of self really is at the stem of it all because we can't, yeah. The the paradigm of giving and giving and giving doesn't work in our world anymore because we have to fill ourselves first. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. And you know, sometimes like even this weekend, I forgot that and I gave from a place of emptiness and I was like, Oh, that did not work out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, Cause it's so different when it, when the feminine is, full and gives from that place of fullness, it just flows effortlessly. It's like, I have, I mean, I feel this way in partnership with my, with my beloved, like he gives so much love, like so much to me. I mean, I'm so like, I feel like I'm just like the luckiest person to be with him. And then it's like, oh my gosh, like I have so much 
that I, I like don't even know what to do with it all. Like I need to like give it back to you in this like devotional space. That is so beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that, that I'm drawn to bring up is, um, so there's a, a book that I'm plotting through. It's beautiful. It's called How to Be an Adult in Relationships. Oh. And, and it's it just like, if you come from a wounded space and a wounded upbringing, it gives you tools to actually communicate more effectively. So one example is like, how do you give and receive affection? Mm-hmm. And you gave an example that resonated with me of when you and your beloved came, came upon this um, understanding where when you process, you do your inner work, you want to be left alone and go in the bath. Yeah. He wants space. And I love that because you like having those conversations, which seem like this is really scary is so incredibly healing and helpful. Like how, like I had, um, I had a conversation recently with um, a loved one and I found out that he really good at balls and catching. Not a skill set I have at all. Can't do it. And I was like, you'll have to find somebody else to play with because I, I that's not a skill set. And he's like, Oh, okay. That's really good to know. Instead of like hurting our feelings, we have this conversation where it's like, oh, this is just a space where like, this is not my skill set. It's not a reflection on you. So go find somebody else and I'll do my thing. And it can be that easy. It can be that easy, right? Yeah. To know how the other person works and what, I love how you said that, like, it's not my skill set. Because when we're talking about relationships, like it works so much easier when we know what our, like what, where our mastery is. And then we claim that and we are that in the relationship. So it's like, you know what, you know, say like our partner's really good at fixing things, you know, then, then you fix the things when they break. And I'm like really good at cooking. Like I'll cook his dinner. So it's like really important to realize like we don't have to do it all. Like we come together in these sacred relationships so we can like literally, I'm going to say like serve the other, you know, in that service, like we're serving ourselves as well. Um, But really, and, and we're serving through our mastery, you know, what we're really good at. And it feels good to do things that we're really good at. It doesn't feel so good to do things that aren't in our skill set. <laughs> that could be challenging. <laughs> well, that gives like an example. I, I am not good with, and like I'm really good at sound editing. Any other technology, not good at. So like me trying to do anything with a website is a laugh. And I hear myself like if I do it, I'll start shaming myself. Mm. Because, and so I, I've, I've learned not to, because I'm, I'm recognizing that's just not something I'm good at. And that's okay. I don't have to be good at it. But like, until I recognized the pattern, it was like, why can't you figure this out? This is so bad. Owning that, owning mm-hmm. the fact that this isn't a skill set I have, is so much easier on me 
yeah than trying to do something i'm just not good at and it doesn't mean that i can't grow skills but it just means like if i know if i've been trying to do this for six years and it still sucks that's not a skill set i have yeah yeah you're right like we can learn things but sometimes like the things may not interest us to learn so if we add someone else who yeah it's it's um i just love like the concept of of needing the other person i feel like is so humbling and it's something that you know through all the healing of codependence and all of that stuff like a lot of us have become really independent and you know thinking it's not okay to need anyone and doing it all on ourselves and then we have we become exhausted right and but it's like there's something so humbling and that like it's okay to to need our beloved. Like it's, it's okay to need other people. We're here to like, to, we're all in this together, you know? And when we each express those gifts and that skill set, uh, instead of like trying to be what everyone wants us to be, it makes the world just, oh my gosh, so much more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah because like, then you get to meet people like you and I met. Um, yeah. And and it's like, well, you have amazing gifts that I don't. Yeah. And you have amazing gifts that I don't. Yeah. And so we get to co-create together. Mm -hmm. And it's such a divine blessing to be in that space where we can share our strengths with another to bring something bigger between us. Yeah, and to be received and to receive in that place. Mm-hmm. You know, it really heals so much and shows how we are. Like, we are moving beyond, like, you know, the shadows of competition and all that kind of stuff and just truly being present with each other and helping each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think oh no that's that's not what's coming through how do you feel the work the inner work that you and I are doing and others are doing is shifting consciousness Mm, that's a great question (laughs) that's what I was like I have to make sure this is the one coming through so What's coming through first is I feel like the work, um, the work that we're doing, right? Like we're, mm, we're lightening the body, right? So we're healing the density of our physical body. We're creating sacred space in the body so that these higher frequencies can move through us and we can be that on the earth. So I feel like that like literally radiates out through us. And then that energy is here, right? It wouldn't be here if we didn't bring it through our physical body and create the space, right? Like there's this, like our bodies are these sacred chalices, right? These beautiful vessels. And when they're weighed down with trauma and repressed memories and old belief systems and programming and all that stuff that we all have, right? Like we were born here, I feel like part of our work here is to 
clear that. <laughs> but as we continue to create the space and we anchor these energies into our body, it raises the consciousness, raises the frequency. And it can seem like really out there, but it's in here. Like, it's like, okay, I'm going to anchor in kindness and I'm going to go out in the world and I'm going to be kind. <laughs> and I'm going to see, you know, humbly, like how people receive that or, you know, I'm going to anchor in compassion and I'm going to go and I'm going to be compassionate from my heart and just like see how that, that shifts, you know, and radiates through me. It's, it's not, it's simple, but not easy. Right. (laughs) I know like all of the guidance is simple. I had King Solomon come in a couple months ago and he said, okay, Erica, I want you to ground make eye contact and say yes. Like every day, that's all I have to do. That's it. Yeah. I haven't mastered it yet. I have not mastered it yet. It sounds hard. I mean, I, mean, I, I try. Yeah. I'm conscious of it and I'm conscious of when I don't. It, but like, it's a simple thing. It's not easy. I love that King Solomon gave you that though like how perfect is that <laughs> okay and it's like, all right this is not this is not a big mm-hmm. this is not a big thing but it is when you have the programming that you're not present in your body where you don't typically make eye contact and you don't say yes to complete strangers yeah mm-hmm. so i i'm aware of it and it's a practice that I work on every day and sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's just I'm missing the mark a little and that's like how it is here right like being divine humans like it's it changes all the time yeah Yeah, and I feel like that quality of patience right is so essential and grace. Because it's not a linear process. It's not like we get it. And no, <laughs> there's always a deeper layer. Like there's always more. And then there's always more light. So it's, it's <laughs> constant. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, it's beautiful. Like I did a practice a, a, earlier this week. It was like, speak your truth. Uh, Christian, mm-hmm. Christian gave this practice and it was like, okay, so speak all the truths about you. And I meditated yeah. on it. And I was like, really impressed with like the positive things I wrote that were truths because it wasn't coming from my ego. It was coming Mm -hmm. from my heart. And then I owned the stuff that isn't, you know, I also know is a a truth because it's a belief system that have going through me. Yeah. And then I just have practices every day to like, how am I going to evolve this forward? Because it's just a habit that I need to form. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, that's an amazing practice to do. It is. <laughs> because then you get to hear the deeper truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, wow, you know, I am, like, my soul knows I'm divine. Mm-hmm. I can't refute that. My mm-hmm. ego is all over the place freaking out about it, but, but my soul knows. I'm like, well, who am I going to listen to, ego or soul? I'm going to listen to soul because soul knows yeah and it's like with the ego it's you know again it's not i feel like our ego helps us to stay alive in a body right like it's 
you know, like, you know, starting to see it as like something to embrace and get and understand and like, like love the power of loving presence to heal like our ego or any wound apart that shows up. Mm-hmm. It's really just like holding that with so much love and so much presence and allowing it to be as it is. Right. Knowing that that love will transmute it. Yeah. It's so powerful. I know. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is one practice that you would be willing to share that people can start implementing into their lives to bring about more gentleness? More gentleness. Okay. I love that question. Let me think what's going to move through. You know, it's coming through really is like in the body, right? Because in the body, we have, we can have a lot of like rigidity, right? Or holding in our body that we are not even aware of. And also like the breath. So I'm going to say like just simple breath work practices to notice where the holding is in our body to breathe and soften and like allow that gentleness to move through us again like it's not I find like the most transformative tools are the things that we have like breath sound right so simple you know when when I was in this dark night that I referred to earlier um Archangel Michael came to me and he said the simplest of movements will bring you no he said the simplest of motions will bring you to the holiest of moments Mm. and right like mm. and so it is it can be that simple to call in gentleness noticing where we feel rigid in our body breathing softening bringing in that gentleness and then being gentle right like it's like the soul ones it's great to be like I'm gentle, but unless the soul experiences itself as gentle by being gentle with others, being gentle with animals, being gentle with plants, right? Being gentle with our beautiful mother earth. That's where like it anchors into this realm. Yeah, I came from a family that was not um, very interested in the body. Yeah. So they're very interestingly suppressed Swedes, which I didn't think was a thing, but they were. <laughs> I love them. And um, for me, the, the, the way to start getting in touch with my body was really slowing down my food digestion, like just mm-hmm. eating. And really taking in the experience of food. Mm-hmm. I eat ridiculously slowly because I love yeah. being able to feel everything. Like what's the texture? What's the smell? What's the taste? How does it feel on my tongue? 
um, like that's enabled me to to do like this kind of a level of touch on myself this really really gentle because I've opened myself up to exploring what that gentleness feels like yeah mm -hmm. and there's such a blessing when we're gentle with ourselves oh goodness like that that in itself is so healing yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> we've shared so much yumminess. I'm loving yeah. the space we've created. Mm. And I'm feeling that right now I am complete with channeling. Mm. So I'm going to ask you the one question I'm allowed to ask, which okay. is how do, how do people find you? Oh, sure. So I think the easiest way to find me would be my website. So it's sacredrose444.com. Um, and I'm on Instagram at sacredrosetemple. My email is on the website. So I would love to connect deeper. Awesome. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you so, much, mm. thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. This is amazing. Mm. Yes, on 5-5 five, five too. We need to presence that. <laughs> mm, I love you so much and I'm so grateful for this time. Oh, I love you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for asking me to be here and I just, I love the work that you do. And I'm just, I'm just like honored to be your friend. Same here. Same here. Can you help me 